From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Let's do it again. Technical difficulties. I hope you can hear me out there. Bleed Blue Show having technical difficulties getting on here, man. We got to do this episode, though, man. The Rank Podcast with Ranger Proud. We're going to do the Metropolitan Division tonight. The Metropolitan Division, man. Who are, who are we up against within the division, man? A lot of changes. Got to talk about them all. Uh, the ups, the downs, the pros, the cons. Who's the strengths? Who are the weaknesses? The lines? The the, the quality of opponents? Uh, let's discuss it, man. Uh, tonight here on the Bleed Blue Show, the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud. Um, sorry for the technical difficulties getting on here, but uh, let's. Without further ado, let's uh, uh, let's let's bring these guys on and let's talk about it. Glenn, what's up, man? How you doing? I hope all is well. Can you hear me out there? I know I've been having technical difficulties, man. What's up, man? Yeah, there was a little delay for a few seconds, uh, but uh, you came on right away, so I can hear you fine, Steve. And, uh, hey, good to uh, be back with you, and good to talk some NHL hockey tonight, Metropolitan Division. Well, speaking about that, yeah, um, how did you enjoy, or did you enjoy uh, your appearance on the football last Thursday with the preseason uh, live looking versus the Patriots? Did you like it? What are your thoughts on that? I never, you know, I want to get your thoughts on air on that. Yeah, it was the first time on. Um, I had a great time. Uh, you've got some, some really good people on there, uh, knowledgeable people about the Giants that aren't afraid to uh, express their opinions. So uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, getting back on that with you, uh, especially during the season as the season goes. But, uh, yeah, no, I thought, I thought it was great. And I, I thank you for uh, uh, and letting me come on, and uh, I'm definitely going to return. It was great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Anybody can come on any show and, you know, chop it up with us. Um, you know, here on, you know, in the off season for the hockey every other Tuesday, the basketball every other Wednesday, and same thing with the football every other Thursday. Um, you know, that, that's, that's what we do, man. You know, and, of course, when the regular season's back with the hockey, you know, every Tuesday, you know, if it's uh, a game, game night with the Rangers, it's immediately after the game. If it's uh, – if it's uh, a game the Rangers are not playing on the Tuesday, it's at uh, 9 p.m. So, I mean, it's a good formula, good, you know, good talking with everybody, man. Let's bring on the man himself, Ranger Proud. We'll have a discussion, get into this. Oh, man, I, I, I can't wait to get his thoughts uh, as far as, uh, you know, his Rangers, your Rangers. But, I'm gonna, you know, Glenn, I'm going to take the uh, – oh, he was on. Maybe he dropped. Uh, I want to – really look at it from an objective perspective, and I'm pretty sure you would definitely have some insight as well, Glenn, um, mm-hmm. you know, what the Rangers are up against. And we're going to go team by team in this division. Ranger Proud, of course, Facebook and Twitter, uh, Empire Sports Media, Forever Blue Shirt, our Piggle. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, good, Steve. How's it going, guys? Uh, uh, hanging in there, bro. Hope all is well, man. You good? I'm hanging in there. All right. Now, I know, RP, you're the, you're the Rangers master. You could definitely take the lead tonight on, you know, our blue shirts. But I'm going to come from other teams' perspectives, how other teams 
lost players, got better, maybe didn't get better. But let's talk about it, man. Glenn, matter of fact, Glenn, I'll let you do the honors. You could pick the team in the Metro, not name the Rangers. I'll let RP, you know what I'm saying, as far as, you know, how they compare against the Rangers. So uh, where do you want to go with it, uh, Glenn? I'll let you do the honors. You can pick any team. I have my notes ready. We can talk about this entire division. Well, I mean, I think the team that intrigues me the most in the Metropolitan Division would be Columbus. Um, you know, I, I, they, they've always been kind of a, you know, a tough team to play against. They, they've always not quite been good enough, but not been really bad. Um, and I think with the addition of uh, Johnny Gaudreau, uh, I saw they signed uh, uh, Line A to an extension. Um, I've always thought Elvis Merzlikens was, uh, you know, a pretty decent goalie. Uh, if uh, you know if he got some help, uh, so I think the team that uh, you know we we know with Carolina, we know Pittsburgh, we know uh, you know we'll talk about them. But I think the team that we that we might see looking a, a bit different this year is Columbus. What do you guys think? All right, um, I could definitely chime in on that. Um, I'm not as big on Columbus as the way you just laid it out, but I do understand the uh, the changes. We all know Tortorella is now in Philadelphia, another Rangers coach in Philadelphia, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Gaudron, whatever happened with Calgary, I mean, that's still mind-boggling. And like you said, uh, Lanning got the uh, the contract uh, with the Blue Jackets for like, like 35 mil or something like that over four years. And But the team to me, it seems it's not as strong at center with – the other teams in the division. That's where I think they really have issues. And I'm not exactly sure as far as Brad Larson as the head coach, Glenn. Um, mm-hmm. They have a lot of holes to me. They're not – they uh, they have some guys that, you know, Voracek is okay. Uh, Defenseman-wise, you know, we already know uh, Zach Varinsky is still there. But uh, adding Adam Volquist, I mean, they have a lot of holes to me, Glenn, where I think – there's some points on the schedule for the Blue Shirts to take advantage of. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of that top line, I don't know who's going to play top center for them. I don't know if it's going to be Sillinger, Cole Sillinger, or if it's going to be Jack Roslovich. I don't know. I, I don't know what the center makeup is like. It's really a big question mark to me. It, it's, it's really clear to me their top line. It, it definitely the drill is going to be on the wing and laying into the other wing. That's, that's a given. But who's the playmaker center for them? That I don't know. I don't know if Boone Jenner is going to be up there because you kind of need added balance somewhere rest in the lineup. So, I honestly, well, I'm not really – I don't think they're a threat like that, to be honest with you. What are you anything well, else you'd like to add before we go to RP? Yeah, yeah no, uh, no I, was, I don't know that they're going to be a threat, but I think they're going to be improved, and they've always been kind of pesky and kind of a – you know, you always kind of find a way to beat them at the end, but they really kind of uh, – uh, give you a hard time for uh, the first 55 minutes or so. Um, so I just think, uh, you know, a lot of these teams are going to be the same same that we've seen them before in, in many ways. But um, I'm just interested to see the impact of Goudreau. And, uh, you know, Nyquist uh, is there too to play center. So, uh, you know, we'll see, like you say, what they do with the first line. But uh, I just think they're going to be maybe a little more fun to watch and uh, a little bit different than what we've seen from them in the past. All right, I have a follow-up question to you on that, but let's go to RP and get his thoughts if he has any. Uh, you know, RP, feel free to you know, chime in on the Blue Jackets, but also you know the improvements of our roster. And if we were to face the Blue Jackets, uh, the Blue Jackets, what are your thoughts? 
No, I, I like our odds against the Blue Jackets. I, I like that Johnny Gaudreau screwed over the devil. So, to me, it was a win-win. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I think he definitely he definitely improved their team. He definitely put fans in the stands. Um, they're a better club with him on on that team. I mean, one of the, the top players people were looking to, to try to, to steal and, and to get and all and and they able to acquire him. So, you know, it's good for them. However, it happened on free agency. At the end of the day, he's wearing a Blue Jackets jersey, and that's all that really matters for Columbus. So I, I definitely think he makes that team better. He makes them a little bit more dangerous. He's a good leader for the club. And, you know, you got to start somewhere. So why not build around Johnny Gaudreau? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was a great it's a great move for them. The, the organization needed it. They don't have a lot of great, great hockey players on a team, you know, Nyquist and Bolton and Deacon. But you needed you needed to take that step. I, I think the Rangers match up well against them. I think the Rangers match up well against a lot of the teams for the most part in the Metro Division. So I and it's not much to, to compare or to go on it once until you see, you know, how our guys play early on, but but from Columbus's standpoint, I mean, if I'm a coach and the owner, I'm thrilled with the offseason just starting again. All right. Glenn, do you have any thoughts? Um, no, I mean, I agree with most of what RP is saying. I just think that, again, this was a team that, you know, really didn't have a lot of offense and uh, was a team that, uh, you know, you're always kind of battling with trying to uh, – uh, you know, trying trying to score goals, but usually their defense would collapse, and and you would. But I think with Gaudreau, they're going to be more competitive. Um, you know, like I said, not necessarily looking at uh, a playoff contender, but uh, usually those uh, Columbus games were snoozers. So uh, you know, I think they those games might just be a little more fun to watch with uh, with him on the Blue Jackets. Yeah, um, I would say this. Like my question to you, Glenn. I'm going to go back to you as far as the Columbus perspective. Uh-huh. We could go to another team. Um, if you sure. was to move Nyquist to the, the center, right? I mean, I could see that, but where do you? Where's the domino effect go between the second and third lines? Because Marinsko's on there, Voracek is out there on the wings, but then where, where where do you go with the centers? You know what I'm saying? Like, or or the extra wing for that that particular team? Because to me, that's where I think they have. They still have. They have a uh, void. They have a lot of uh, positions to fill. They can't compete with the Rangers. I mean, if the, if the yeah. Rangers are healthy and barring injury, I think Rangers will have their way with them. But but, but what about the maximum effort for them to get maximum effort for that team? Well, I mean, you mentioned Roslovic. You know, he's there, so he might uh, wind up being the second line center. They also have Boone Jenner, who's usually uh, pretty injury prone, but uh, he, he might be uh, he he might be the center too. So um, you know, they're probably going to do a lot of mix and matching. Uh, I'm not very familiar with them as maybe uh, I should be with some of their younger players. Maybe they've got, uh, uh, you know, kids that uh, they might be looking to uh, play on the, on the second or third line. Uh, so, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see how, how that all, you know, and obviously they got line A too, so you would expect that with Goudreau and line A, their uh, power play is going to be a little bit better. And Warinsky, uh, to me, is a really good offensive defenseman. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think it'll probably be, a little bit of mix and matching for them until they really figure out what they want to do. Obviously, you got a new coach there as well. So, um, you know, I think the first couple of months is going to be a lot of experimentation. Uh, so it might be hard to, to uh, kind of figure out where where they're going to go. 
uh, eventually. But, um, you know, I, like I said, Rostovic, you got Boone Jenner, you got Nyquist, uh, who I think are, you know, not outstanding players, but solid players. Um, and I think they'll probably, you know, kind of work with that and, and kind of go from there. All right, so let me ask you both this, and then we could go to another team. Does Columbus go up in the standings points-wise next season, or do they go down? Like, meaning, are they going to uh, surpass their point total from last year, or do you think they're going to go down? Oh, I think they're going to go up. I think up. they go – yeah, I think they go up slightly. Go ahead. I'm sorry, RP. Go ahead. No, I was agreeing. I'm saying just Goudreau's going to – Goudreau's got to get you four wins more this season. Just, just with his skill, that's in four wins is eight points. I, I would think they would go up. I think it'd be devastating if they finished worse than they did last year. Mm. Do you think they both? You, do you guys think they get to let's see, ninety? You think ninety points is? Because I think they had eighty-one, eighty-ish last year. They get to ninety. Would that you know based off? They get what to you ninety. Know? They, they, get, they can get to ninety, but they won't make the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. All right. I'll pick the next team, Philadelphia. I think this is really interesting, Philadelphia. Um, we've kind of, kind of, I was, well, I have, you know, I kind of give them praise, and they kind of, the last couple of seasons, they really took steps back. But, you know, the coaching change is really interesting. You know, former Ranger coach, uh, uh, Tortorella, uh, comes, you know, replaces another one. Uh, Tony D'Angelo gets the contract there. Um, they get another, you know, the, the goalie and Felix Sandstrom. But you know, you know, Ken Atkinson, he always plays well under Tortorella, so I always keep that in the back of my mind. Um, I always thought their top six was serviceable, and Tortorella to me is always the type of coach to get maximum effort out of his players. And I think this is an interesting team. Like this is one of those you never know what could happen type of team. Is this type of team? Even they didn't make major changes, but they made a couple of plugs where and they got a coach who's going to be on the ass. Uh, what are your thoughts on either or you know, RP or, or Glenn, either or how you feel about Philly, the Flyers? Hmm. You know, I, I like I I do like Tortorella. But this team has not played well in, in the last couple of seasons, and man, he's got to try to get blood out of a diamond from these guys to play. The game that he expects them to play, and I'm sure Tortorella is going to have to adjust his style. He can't do what he did with the Rangers, you know, all the shot blocking and getting in the lanes. I don't think they have that kind of team. You have to really be committed to that style of hockey. I mean, you know, they have some they have some good players. Uh, D'Angelo, I think, is going to play fine there. Um, goaltending. Carter Hart's their number one. I mean, he had 44 starts, and he was 13 and 24. I mean, he's, he's got to turn that around. His goals against were 316. That's just really high. His save percentage was a 905, which is low. Uh, I, I don't know if he can be the goalie that can stand on his head to steal the amount of wins they need to really improve. But, you know, like you said, geez, Cam Atkinson's always got to play well for him. Um, they have a lot of grinders on that team. You know, they don't have a lot of pure, pure goal scoring. But they they uh, they have, you know, Deborah Prasad and players like that. So it's um, it should be an interesting season. I'm sure 
the one thing I noticed last year, I felt the Flyers gave up a lot, especially if they were down early in games. You won't see that on the Tortorella. These guys will play a hell of a lot harder for the teams for the city than they did the last couple of seasons. That, that I can guarantee. All right. Glenn, what are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, no, you know, you know I, re- I really agree with RP on the one thing. Watching Philly last year, I mean, there were so many games that, you know, they got a couple of goals behind and they just kind of gave up. Uh, they were, it seemed like they were a lot of games that they just didn't show up at all. Um, you know, I, I I thought they'd be better than they were last year. They kind of surprised me. Uh, they don't have, you know, a, a ton of talent on the team. They got some solid guys. I mean, Kevin Hayes, uh, you know, Couturier. I don't know if Kevin Hayes is going to be the first-line center, but, I mean, he should be the second-line center. Uh, so, I mean, I think I think they got a lot of players that they're, you know, having to kind of stretch, uh, you know, onto like a first-line or a second-line that maybe should be playing on the third line or second line. So, I, I, you know, there there are some talented individuals there. I kind of like Joel Farabee. Uh, but uh, overall, um, you know, I mean, he, he he's not going to allow them to quit like they did before. Um, like RP said, too, they really they don't have the type of players that are necessarily uh, towards style. Uh, you know, of uh, shot blocking and checking and everything. I mean, this team needs, uh, a, as much as anybody in the league, really needed a uh, a culture change. And so uh, bringing Tortorella in there, I think, is going to, uh, you know, start turning that around. But, uh, you know, again, you look at their defense. I mean, they, you know, they don't really have anybody who jumps out at you on defense. Obviously, D'Angelo there is a good offensive defenseman. Um but uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I look at that team. I, Carter Hart is, you know, okay. I, I don't know that he's ever going to uh, live up to a lot of the uh, props that they were talking about him when he first came up. So um, I really don't see this team improving much uh, from what they did last year. Uh, you know, even with Torts there, you might see them uh, playing harder. You might they might be a little more of a, a pain to play against. They're not going to. You know, just lay back like they like they did last year, uh, but uh, I, I don't I don't see this team really uh, uh, getting much better this year. Uh, they may finish last in the in the division again. You know, you guys make great points about the culture change, right? So I was looking at their roster, and I'm I'm thinking, do you think they kind of go to that switch to be more defensive minded, especially after what happened at the trade deadline, which. Claude Jerome being traded away. Uh, you don't have a lot of offensive power. Uh, you don't necessarily have that goaltender either. But do you play to your strengths, to, you know, not as quick pace up and down hockey because they don't necessarily have the skill set or the playmaking to, to really light you up? So what's your alternative where a guy like Tortorella who is going to bring a lot of grind? Like RP said, there's grinders on this team. I am – I do like Farabee and I like Owen Tippett, you know, on those bottom lines, you know. Um, you could do something with that. And I really think you could, you know, Cam Atkinson still has some tread left on the tire. I think he's going to get some production, uh, not enough to overcome the last place in the division last year, but I think they will compete. I think that's the word we're looking for for them. I, you know, I don't, I don't want them to win, but I mean, just being objective, I think they could compete. I, think that, I don't think they're going to finish in last like last year. But what is their ceiling? Um, 
they're, they're, that's where I'm really. Uh, I, I think they, I think they can compete for. I, I don't know about playoffs though. Like, I'm not going to go that far. But I'm, I, I think some nights they'll give teams in the division. Uh, they, they'll make them work for 58, 57 minutes out of 60. I, I think I can see that. Uh, RP, you think they're going to contend for a playoff spot, or they, uh, they got a long way to go? Even under Tortorella, what are your thoughts? No, I, I, they're not going to contend for a playoff spot. You've you got to figure that the top eight in the con, in, in in the conference. So what was it? Every team out of had over a hundred points this year. The top eight, even if there's a slight drop off here and there, I don't see the Flyers able to capable of jumping up to to catch that right now. I think there's too much work that needs to be done with them as a, as a whole unit. You know, you you could bring in a new coach and you bring in a kid like D'Angelo that when he plays is when he keeps his mouth shut. Whose potential is a solid hockey player can definitely help on the power play, but the flip side to that is I don't think you can get it all done coming over right now. I think he's going to need a little bit more, a little bit more time to uh, to get what they need to get done. They just those bottom three, four teams have all would need a dramatically improved season to even get into the wild card conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Glenn, what are your thoughts? As a matter of fact, do you guys think they're going to finish last? Or if not, then who? Well, I mean, you know, I, when you look at it, I mean, I think the Devils are going to be a little bit improved. Um, so, you know, if I if I look at a team like the Flyers, I, I say, well, what makes me think that they're going to be able to, uh, uh, you know, get enough points to, you know, pass the Devils, pass some of these other teams that are uh, – that are in the division. Uh, I, like I said, I think Columbus is going to be a little bit better. Uh, the Islanders will get to, but uh, they're kind of a mystery, I think, but they're, they're not going to be that bad. Uh, so I, I just don't see Philadelphia climbing out of the cellar. Yeah, they'll play harder. I mean, because Torch won't allow them not to. Um, so their style is going to look a little different than, than what we've seen in past years. But I, I think they, in order to really – uh, be the type of team that Torch wants them to be. Uh, they're going to require a little bit of a roster turnover, uh, and uh, uh, I don't see that coming uh, quickly either. So uh, I, I, just, I can't see them escaping the cellar. Yeah, you guys make us – y'all got to put up a good case, man. <laughs> I'm not going to bet against that. That's, you know what, man? I, I, I'm, I, I don't know if I want to bet against Tortorella, man, to be honest with you. <sighs> But who's the odd man out or the odd team out? I, that's tough, man. The I, they probably are looking at last place. They probably <laughs> but, huh? I got There's going to be a battle for last place, guys, because I know we're going on to our next team. The Islanders don't sign Kadri. They made not one single move this offseason mm-hmm. with two weeks to go to training camp. Not one. How do you expect to improve if you don't improve your roster at all? They seem to put all the baskets into this one player, and he still hasn't signed. So something's holding it up because I was kind of surprised after all the rumors last week that it wasn't announced. So if you're asking who they're going to, the Flyers are going to battle for the bottom, it's, it's going to be the Islanders. You think so? Oh, we, can, we can jump right into them. Oh, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I think the that. Islanders – I think the Islanders caught a bad break with that start of the season. I know it's not an excuse, but I would like to see any team 
give them that type of start on the road to begin their season and overcome that. that that's not no easy feat, man. That really is. No, but they didn't win. But they didn't win their big home games at the end of the season to capitalize on that when they weren't doing all the traveling, when they weren't running around when the rest of the league was. So, yeah, the beginning of your season was hard, but you're in a brand-new arena. The fans were going wild. You were selling out all those games, and they just didn't have the talent to do it. <coughs> they, you know, Matt Barzell is their guy. Clutterbuck is their guy. But they're missing a lot of pieces. It's just not – I just don't see – where do they improve from last year in, in any area? I mean – you can't just – I know that's how Lou Lamarillo is, and he knows what he's doing, and I don't doubt him. He's very successful. But it's very hard if you're an Islander fan and you see all these teams trading, signing anybody and anyone to try to improve or to stack up picks and prospects to trade. And the Islanders really didn't do that much. And you have to be thinking as a fan, where do we go? What do you expect? You know, it's it's a tough thing. It's a tough division, the Metro Division. We we said it last year. Probably, probably the best division in hockey. Yes, I know the, the Avalanche won, and they were the best team in hockey. But from a conference and from a division, the Metropolitan Division is, is, a, is a tough division to play in and to play against. And you know, Brock Nelson had 37 goals, a great season last year. 37 goals, 59 points, incredible. And then after that, you know, Barzell's supposed to be your man. He only had 15. Anders Lee, who's a little up there in age, had 28. And then that's it. The drop-off is tremendous. So who are these two guys really playing with that's going to really increase your offensive production? Who's, who's on the blue line that's going to help keep the puck with the goals against down? It's a real tough situation for that team to be in and without making any moves on paper I don't see how they're better than they were last year Alright, Glenn, what are your thoughts on the Islanders? Yeah, I mean I, I, they haven't really made any moves, any improvements um, I think they're kind of stuck in the middle, I, I don't know that they're going to necessarily drop too far but I don't know that they're going to be any better either um, I still do kind of feel that Kadri is going to end up there. Uh, you know, he, he's still sitting out there. We're a month away from training camp. And, um, you know, there aren't that many teams that are going to be able to find a room for him. I think the Islanders can and, and, and probably will. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes somewhere else, but my gut tells me that he's going to wind up with the Islanders. Now, you know, that'll be an upgrade. That'll be uh, a guy that they can play uh, – uh, you know, that'll help their, their power play, that'll help their offense. But, again, I mean, I remember Nazem Kadri from Toronto. I mean, he was good. He mm-hmm. was solid. He, he, he just yeah. had an incredible year this year on an incredible team. And I'm not sure that he can match that or that he's going to be worth $9 million for whatever the term of the contract is. So um, it, I, I just don't think that what we saw from him this year is, is – who he is um so how much he he will improve the team but how much he improves them i don't know i mean the one thing you look at with the with the uh, islanders is i mean the goaltending with sorokin uh varlamov is uh, as good of a backup probably as there is 
Um, the defense with Pollock and Pellick, if they can stay healthy. Uh, I like Noah Dobson. They picked up uh, Romanov from Montreal. He's a, a, a good defensive-style defenseman as well. So, you know, I always think a team that, that is really good on defense uh, is never going to really drop uh, to the bottom. And I think they've got enough talent, enough uh, veterans with, uh, you know, Bailey and, and obviously their, their fourth line with Sezikis and, and Clutterbach and Martin. Uh, Anders Lee will be back. Brock Nelson. Um, you know, I, in fact, I've lost track. I, I don't know if Kyle Palmieri was still there, but, I mean, he's mm-hmm. better than he was last year. Uh, so, you know, I think they've got enough that they're not necessarily going to, you know, be uh, contending for the top of the division, but I don't think they're going to, you know, drop like a rock either. So they're kind of stuck in the middle to me. Uh, not really in position to be better, much better or much worse. Uh, and, you know, if they do wind up, uh, if they do wind up starting Kadri, then, you know, he'll help a little bit, but I don't know if he's the type of player that's going to put them back into contention uh, in the division. Now, what about, uh, the head coach, uh, Glenn, you know, going from Barry Trotz to Lane Lindbergh, like what are your thoughts is that shift or that change, does this improve the team? Does it regress the team based on what you said on the roster? Like, how do you view it? Well, you know, that goes back to I don't know that I ever really heard what happened uh, with Trotz being let go. If it was uh, a philosophical difference, then, you know, I heard that uh, – you know, it was personal reasons for him that, that uh, you know, so I don't know what really happened. If it was philosophical differences, then I don't know why you would hire uh, his assistant because, the, the you know, you would think that the system is going to be the same. Um, now, maybe that's what Lou wants. I heard, uh, you know, uh, I read glowing comments from, from Lou about Lambert that, uh you know, he knew he was the guy. He, he didn't really look anywhere else. Uh, he was really impressed talking to him during the season. So, um, you know, I mean, I don't know much about Lane Lambert. He's been around, you know, coaching for a long time with Trot. So you figure that philosophy is going to be the same. Uh, and they have had success with it uh, with the majority of these players before. Uh, but, um, you know, again, if, if if it was some kind of philosophical differences, I'm not sure why you would hire an assistant because you're going to get the same thing. But that remains to be seen, I guess. Yeah. I, to me, man, I'm going to be honest, man. I don't think – I'm with you, Glenn, as far as somewhere in that middle of the pack. I think they'll – even though I understand what RP is saying as far as the team didn't improve, I'm really believing that the start of the season – really affected them and they they it took them a while to get going but they never really recovered and that's a really an mm-hmm. anomaly for any team so with, with that said i when i look at their roster i still think they got some good players and i hate to say it you know as a blue shirts man but yeah. there's quality still on this roster like you said the, the trade with montreal to get alexander romano to play with probably noah dobson right you, then you got Mm-hmm. Brock Nelson's still there, of course, like RP alluded to in his uh and statistically had a good season. Palmieri actually played well when he came over, right? And then Josh Bailey, Kyle Clutterbuck still was somewhere down there on that fourth line with Matt Martin. I don't see how this is is a terrible team. Uh JGP still on Pete Pajol, Gabriel Pajol is still there. I, yeah. I think this is to me is still a, a decent team you could throw out there. Mm-hmm. Um 
And then if, if you and, and if you in the event you do add a cadre, that definitely that's a definitely mid nineties point team right there off rip. I think mm-hmm. I think they get to ninety this year. Now I don't know if it's a, they're going to be on a knock. They're going to be knocking on the step for a playoff spot. This is how tough this this division is. But I think they I think they're going to make a little bit of a comeback to compete for a playoff spot. I really believe that. Uh, the goalie situation is a little. That that, that that could be questionable, but, you know, as far as this, the makeup of this roster, they got speed, they got veterans, they got toughness, they're well-rounded. You can't play half-ass against this team. Or you, you'll lose two points. You, know, you go down 2 nothing, 3 nothing, you're done. But you could, if you jump up on them, as you guys already know, you know, you have your way with them if you get the lead. We've seen that in many games mm-hmm. when we play. That's kind of like yeah. their formula. you got to get the lead in them. They can't come back. But – you can't let them get a two nothing lead, and then you may you may just lose. So, uh, RP, um, do you see any matchups with our new players from the Rangers versus the Islanders? Uh, uh, you know, you know, we talked about, um, you know, let's say somebody like Lafreniere going, Lafreniere probably getting in the top six, uh, matching up against any of the, the top three lines on on New Orleans, uh, uh, the New York Islanders. What are your thoughts? I think. Like we said before, I, I think this is going to be a, a breakout year for Lafreniere. I think he's got his feet wet. He knows what he's going to be doing. Um, we don't know what the line combos are, but I, I think he's going to be definitely on the top two lines, a lot more ice time, a lot more playing time. So I, I think he matches up. He's a grinder. He's a header. I think he matches up well against what, what the Islanders can put out there. But what you were saying with, with points, even if the Islanders got to 90 points, that's six more points that they got now, and that's three more wins. I just, I just don't see them, you know, making that kind of jump. I, I understand what you were saying about their, their record. I mean, they were 17 and 19 on the road, and they were 20 and 16 at home. At the end of the day, you're playing your 41 games at home. You got to take advantage of that opportunity. You, you look at what the Rangers did at home, and they were 27-10. and 10. Now, granted, the Islanders had the majority of their home games at the second half of their season. So whatever happened on the road, there were only two games under 500 on the road. They just didn't excel where they should have. They were a minus six in goal differential, and, and there was a lot more to it. I think as hard as that first six weeks were, I just don't see them putting together – I mean – it was 16 points behind the fourth-place Capitals. So are the Caps and some of these other teams going to have a big drop-off in the Islanders? I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know because I don't see where they improved to make that adjustment. That, that's what I'm looking I mean, other okay. than uh, the trade they made prior to the draft, uh, yeah, prior to the draft and in free agency, they haven't done squat. So I think they're putting everything into one player. Anything, anything else you'd like to add, Glenn, before we go to the next team? Because I'm glad RP said that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I just think the Islanders are going to be stuck where they are. Um, I don't think they're going to drop off terribly, and I don't think they're going to gain terribly. I mean, don't forget that, you know, that, that whatever 14, 16 games, whatever it was that they started the season with playing on the road, that dug them in a hole early and. You know, not to make excuses for them, don't forget, but they really got devastated by COVID, too, for a while. So, uh, I mean, they had a long way to go. The fact that they even got as close as they did was probably a miracle. I mean, I know, I know Scott was afraid of them 
all season that all of a sudden they were going to go on a 20-game winning streak. But, um, you know, I, I, I think they're where they are. I, I don't think they're going to improve much in the point total or, or drop off too much when you look at the three teams behind them. So uh, I think they're kind of stuck right where they are right now unless they make some moves. All right, cool. I'm glad RP mentioned the Capitals. I wanted to go there. And this is where I think it gets a little interesting. I think the Islanders could definitely get into the 90s. But the Capitals, I I think – I don't know if they could make where they were at last year. I think they could take a couple steps back. Uh, I think they had the uh, – you know, Tom Wilson had the injury. I, he's coming off the injury, the knee injury in the offseason or the surgery. So who knows when he's coming back. Uh, they did add a strong – down strong to the roster. I don't even know what's going on with the TJ Oshie situation and where they're going to play him. Like, um, he's to me, he's always a good, capable first or second line center, or even put him on the wing. He can play. You know, does it all for them? But RP, what are your thoughts on the Capitals? Um, they, you know, we, you know, they've been around for a long time, and you know, Veskin is the, of course, the uh, Kuznetsov and. And Lars Eller and T.J. Oshie, they got you know they got quality veterans. I mean, it's a, this team pretty much runs with the same core for the most part for the last seems like decade. But um, yeah. what are your uh, thoughts on know, the, on, the, on, the, on the I know the next team we're going to talk about if we're talking about that. But anyway, um, I <laughs> you know they they signed Kemper <laughs> from Colorado, but yep, he's really going to be tested on Washington. It's a totally different team. He won the Stanley Cup. He didn't get a lot of recognition or respect out of it. He didn't have a phenomenal Stanley Cup playoff run. Granted, he won a cup. Great for him. But the team in front of him was the reason why. Now he's coming over to a team that's older, doesn't have nearly the speed, doesn't have nearly the defense, the scoring production. So I think he's going to really have his work cut out for him as a goaltender. Um, with the other guys that you said, you're right. They're still playing, you know, what you call Hagelin, with your Ovechkin, with your Backstrom, with your TJ Ozzie, uh, all, all those kind of plays. They didn't make a lot of transactions. They were, the veterans that they have are very good at scoring goals. But will age finally start to catch up to them is what we're going to have to see. And I agree with you, see. I think of all the teams that were on the upswing last year for the playoffs, they're the ones that them and the Penguins, I would think, would have the, the hardest time maintaining that two years in a row, which could put a team like the Islanders, the Heat, on a wild card hunt, maybe. But they just – they're relying too much on the Ovechkin and the Ovechkin's power play and, and the magic with Backstrom and what TGO2 brings every day. You know, they're getting up in age. You would think – and guys that – some teams would have paid attention to the struggles that the Rangers went through with the rebuild. Like, you know, what the Rangers did was great now. But those years, we were all saying the same thing. If they wouldn't have traded all those first-round picks and all those draft picks and given some guys a little bit more of a chance, they wouldn't have had to gone through that. And I thought other teams would have seen that and said, hey, maybe we got to get a little smarter early on, put loyalty aside, and think about the better of the team three years from now. And I don't see the Caps doing that. Always a hard team, always play great against the Rangers. So that, that's a no-brainer. But I, I think they're going to take some steps backwards this season. Now, let me ask you this, RP. Now, when, you say, when we say text, I, I agree with you. 
But where's the gap between them, let's say, the Islanders? Is it closer or is it still too far apart between those two rosters? Like I said, there was a 16-point gap between the Islanders and and the Capitals. That's eight games, eight wins. I I don't know if the Islanders are going to be eight or ten wins better than they were last season. It's easier for a team like the Capitals to lose seven more games in a season or eight more games in a season than for the other team who's made very little improvements to find eight more wins on the season. Not the Islanders can do it, but I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. The Capitals would have to have an incredibly horrible season to, to throw eight games away. But, you know, we've seen it. So I, I would think if I'm on the Islanders' side, I'm going with it. we got a shot. And if I'm on the Capitals' side, I'm like, I, we just got to play a little bit. You know, they played really consistent last year. Can they do it again? Can Ovechkin carry this team another season? It, it's a lot of what-ifs. You, know, you won't know until it starts. They're not really battling an injury problem, any major improvements on the team, kind of lying on their laurels from last season. So uh, until you get going and, and see what they bring to the table every night, you're going to not really know if they're going to be in it. Me personally, I don't think they're going to have the season they had last year. The division has got tight. The division probably got a little bit better for, from the top teams, you know, the Carolinas, the Rangers, and, and so forth. So they're the one there to me is the bubble team. I, I still think that they're going to make the playoffs, but I don't think it's going to be as smooth as, as they had last season. All right, cool, man. Glenn, what are your thoughts on the uh, the Capitals and um, as far as their roster and how they match up within the division? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think they, I think they improved their goaltending with Kemper. Um, you know, last year you had Samsonov and Vanacek there. Uh, I thought they were very inconsistent. Uh, you know, they you never knew what you were going to get with them. They could give up six goals, or they could. Uh, be spectacular and give up one goal. Uh, so I thought there was a lot of inconsistency with their goaltending last year. Uh, I think Kemper will help that. Uh, I, I don't believe he is one of the top goalies in the league, but, I mean, I thought he was, uh, uh, you know, pretty serviceable, pretty good, even when he was in Arizona with a team that wasn't very good. Um, obviously, he went to uh, uh, Colorado, a great team like that. He was a little shielded from, uh, you know, a lot of uh, – prime scoring opportunities because that team possesses the puck so much. So, um, you know, he, uh, I mean, he played well when he had to, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I think the goaltending is going to be improved for them. Um, moving up to the defense, you look at their defense. I mean, other than John Carson, there's nobody that really jumps out at you, uh, either offensively or particularly defensively, uh, where you think they're going to be that good. So, and that's, that's always kind of been an issue for them, uh, uh, before Trotz got there and after he left. So, um, you know, their defense is always going to be a little shaky. I mean, the question is, I, I mean, I, Ovechkin didn't show any signs of slowing down to me. So I think he's still going to be Ovechkin. But, uh, you know, you look at Backstrom, there's questions about if his career might be over. Uh, he's saying that, uh, you know, he plans on playing for uh, the team this year at some point. But, uh, you know, he's – He's getting up there. He's 34. It's a hip, which is, you know, always a little questionable. Uh, I thought, you know, he was out for a long period last year as well. So, uh, you know, they've obviously uh, 
uh, you know, brought in Dylan Strom. I mean, I think because uh, Nets off again will probably take uh, Backstrom's place on the first line and you have Dylan Strom on the second line. Um, but, you know, a- after the first and second line with them, I don't think there's a lot of depth. I think there's a real drop-off. Um, so, you know, we'll see what – I mean, they got Lars Eller, who's okay. He'll probably be the third-line center. But, um, you know, I-, I think this team has a chance to take a step back. And, in fact, I thought they were going to take a step back last year. I thought there was a chance uh, <laughs> last couple of months of the season that they were going to drop off and, and maybe not make the playoffs themselves. But, uh, you know, somebody from the other division might take that extra playoff spot. Uh, but they were able to hold on. Um, but, again, I, I think, like RP said, it's a lot easier to envision them losing five or six or seven more games than they did last year, uh, where they're probably going to be on the bubble fighting for a playoff spot, not necessarily in the Metropolitan Division, but depending on what's going on over in the uh, uh, the other division. So, um, you know, I think they're, they're a team that uh, – you know, it's kind of on the bubble as far as the playoffs go. Yeah, man, I agree with you, uh, Glenn, and, and RP to an extent with their roster. And, Glenn, I've been playing this, this guessing game with the Capitals for years, RP will tell you, man. Like, at yeah. what point did this team start to come on the decline? We see it in sports all the time. It doesn't matter which team you are. You're going to have to come down off your – your mm-hmm. peak, and even in a somewhat of a down year, they actually did well. It just happened to be a stacked division. I, I'm thinking mm-hmm. it's going to be this year. I, I, you know, no Tom Wilson, no physicality on that top line. That provides the, the balance that they thrived on for like it seems like forever. Uh, you know, you mentioned Backstrom not being there, and uh, the depth on the bottom six is not as strong in their older. Uh, you know, that's not it's not the, the depth we're we're accustomed to. And this is where I think they're vulnerable. Uh mm-hmm. you know you guys already know with the Kemper signing, I mean, he got his money, he's at, you know, he's like thirty two years old, but I wouldn't call him a great goalie. He's gonna find out that this office is not Colorado, even though they have yep. one of the greatest goal scorers in his generation in Alice Veskin, you it it really significantly dips down after that. Too many injuries and guys get hurt on his team. Um, I don't see it. I mean, I think I'm going to make you know what, I'm I'm not going to say it on this episode, or I might. right? Maybe right in the preseason, we have preseason hockey. I'm thinking they may not make it. I might go there. They may not make it. Now, I, don't mm-hmm. get to it. Let me think it out. Let me think it out. <laughs> let me think it out. Um, because sometimes because hockey is what makes it beautiful. RP, we talked about this for years, and Glenn, you know this. You could go from terrible to a contender. I mean, some, a couple of pieces here and there, you could just come out of nowhere. And teams we thought were going to be very good, and we're just like just just didn't have it. At some point, the Capitals are not going to have it, man. They, I, I, if they if they make the playoffs and they and they clear like 105, 106 points, kudos to them, man. I'm a I'm gonna hold that thought, man, because I really think it's going to be between them and the Islanders. I really believe that. Um. Who do we not talk about? Pittsburgh and I think got Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh, the Rangers, and Carolina. And oh, and, and that's ah. even New, ah. that's even New Jersey. Ah. New all right, Jersey all right. You want to go to Jersey? I think you should go to the other old. I think you should go to the other old team. The Penguins. Yeah, let's go to the other old team. Who <laughs> Penguins? Because the Penguins. Sort yeah, of they retired everybody. Fell, they, they, right, and they fell victim to loyalty. And, and I'm not knocking yep. any of those plays. Malkin is a 
He's a great player. He's still a good player. But if you're going to want to improve your team, one of those top core guys eventually have to go. Crosby, mm-hmm. Latang, Malkin. Instead, you go right down to the wire and you sign Malkin after all the pressure from the fans. That's what I think it was. Because it wasn't about the money. And now you didn't improve. Now, granted, a great season last year, 103 points, but everybody's another year older. Again, where do you start getting younger again? And understand, whenever you go younger, you're gonna, that comes in with losing hockey games because you'll be learning curves and experience. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, as Ranger fans, we understand that because we've gone through it. But everybody else watched it. So it's not like it's not supposed to happen. So my thing is, yeah, it's great. You've got your, your core three back and your big boys, and, and they're all there. Now the pressure's on them and on, on the coaching staff because they're the ones that all wanted it, and the management, excuse me. To me, they're in the same boat, guys, almost. They're probably a little bit better off than the Capitals, mm-hmm. age-wise and, and, and player-wise, but they're in that same spot. It's going to be hard for that team to replicate hundred another 103-point season, and you got to think some of the teams, even in the Atlanta, that didn't make the playoffs, now could have a shot at that two wild card spot. You know, we're talking about the Capitals not making the playoffs, and there might be the Islanders leapfrogging. But heck, if the Sabres find eight wins, they might be leapfrogging over in the Atlantic. It, it, it's a tough thing if we're talking about that, and, and for long shot, I understand that. But somewhere, some of these teams that didn't make a move or decided to go with the, their core again instead of trying to get a little bit younger and a little bit more different style of play is going to bite you in the ass. And I'm only saying that because we just came out of it and we knew it. We've seen it. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, Crosby's good, but he's going to be slowing down a little bit, and he's not nearly as good on the power play as Ovechkin. Malkin has tons of injury problems, so you never know when he's going to be out of the lineup for a, a large portion of games. Well, Penn gets beat up a lot on the blue line, as great as a shot he's got. He, he thinks a beaten too. So, uh, you know, we, we've seen them. We've played against them, and they battled the seven games. But, you know, now they're all a year old, they're doing it again. We're a team like the Rangers or Carolina. But those are tough matchups for the Penguins. you got these young guys coming at you with more experience. You know, Carolina made it to one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals. The Rangers made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're all tasting it. They all, and I think when you look at it from that standpoint, I was kind of surprised the Penguins didn't let someone go. I just don't think they organizationally just didn't want to deal with the PR of letting Malkin walk and golf a big coming to the Rangers or, or even going to Carolina. I don't think they wanted to face him four or five times a season. So it, it's a, it was a weird thing in my eyes. I thought of all the teams, they would know better, but they didn't. All right, cool. That shit. I don't care. Hey, I hear you, man. Hey, Glenn, what are your thoughts on Pittsburgh? Uh, you hate Pittsburgh, Steve. We don't care. <laughs> I, 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 I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not a big fan of Pittsburgh either myself, going way back. Um, I thought they made a mistake signing with Malkin. Uh, uh, again, the injury problems that, that he's had um, – I think they could have used that money to uh, to better purposes. Uh, I I really thought he was going. I, I was surprised when I saw that they signed him. Um, 
as far as Latang goes, believe it or not, Latang had career highs in assists and points last year. Uh, so, you know, I, I wasn't surprised to see him stay, but uh, I, I I thought it was time for them to uh, to uh, get rid of Malkin and, and use that money too, because they they're going to have a situation where you know it, Sid is still you know one of the top players in the league, but not necessarily what he used to be. Um, I'm a big Jake Gensel fan. Uh, I think he's really mm-hmm. good. But this yep. team, this team is going to have a real falling off. They're they're on the edge of the cliff. And uh, you know, in another year or two, when uh, the Crosby era is over and and Malkin is uh, you know hurt all the time, uh, this team is going to go through a, a tough period for a few years. I think to get back into the playoffs. So. Um, again, I, I I think they're going to take a little bit of a step down. Um, I think that uh, Tristan Jarry is uh, an above average goalie. I think he's uh, you know he can, he can carry a team for a while. But uh, you know I, you look at the again you look at them and 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 the the bottom six depth. Uh, I mean I for years I've been calling uh, for, for years I've been calling Pittsburgh. Uh, you know sit. Uh, Sid and, and Malkin and a bunch of guys. Um, they're mm-hmm. a little bit better than that now, but I mean that that's what they've been for years. I mean they won cups with that formula, but uh, you know these guys are getting older now, and uh, I think they're not looking as forward as they need to uh, to cut ties with some of these guys. And uh, I think they could take a step back. And again, like my guy touched on and RP touched on. Uh, Who's going to make the playoffs in the Metropolitan Division has a lot to do with what's going to go on in the Atlantic Division. You know, these teams that we're talking about might be bubble teams or, you know, teams that got in a little comfortably last season. If they take a little bit of a drop-off, you know, you look at that other – I mean, we'll see what happens with Boston. But, uh, you know, Detroit improved themselves. Uh, I'm, I'm really intrigued with Ottawa. Uh, I mean, they got a lot of points to make up to try to be a playoff contender. I, I, I totally agree, and it's probably not likely to happen in one season. But, um, you know, we we could wind up seeing a case where the Atlantic has five teams and the Metropolitan has three. Uh, so, uh, you know, Pittsburgh is probably good enough to still probably make the playoffs in, in, in this division. Uh, we're talking about Washington dropping off. The Islanders staying the same. Uh, Columbus would have a little too long way to go, maybe. So uh, Pittsburgh might be safe in the in the division for another year, but uh, I, I think they're not going to be as formidable as they've been before. And uh, uh, a lot might might depend on what happens over the Atlanta conference and the Atlanta division. Yeah, I um just the same conversation we were just having about Washington. They're kind of in the same boat, even more so yeah. with. The veterans, they resigned all the veterans. But I'll be honest with you, I was actually a little bit surprised or even them having the cat space to resign or sign their rental and Ricard Raquel from the Ducks. I thought he was going to be yeah. gone. I thought he got paid somewhere else. I was shocked they had all this money in there. I'll be honest, man, and I understand this Cliff talk, I, I think this is one of those situations I would give them a slight pass where – They'll cruise through the regular season. They'll get into the playoffs. Then they'll try to do what they did against us and turn it on. I think this is the type of roster that it is. 
Uh, you mentioned it, uh, uh, Glenn, with Gensel and uh, Ricard Raquel. I think they're going to be leaning on those guys more mm-hmm. offensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sidney Crosby is still Sidney Crosby. And we know Malkin's going to be injury prone. Uh, they actually had good play out of Brock McGinn and Jeff Carter last year. I, I think this team, I, we, Rodriguez left, pick up Raquel. I think you're somewhat offensively improved. Captain is a decent two-way player. They're not going to be one of those teams that they care about winning the division. They just want to get in and then take their chances mm-hmm. from there, and I think that's the formula mm-hmm. they're going to do. So I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they will make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and I don't think they care about winning the division. They just want to get through the 82 games as injury-free as, as possible. You guys mentioned it. Malkin's, what, 35? Latang's 35. Raquel's in his prime in 29. Brian, they signed Brian Russ to another contract. Yeah, He's been there for a little bit. So I, they don't care about division. The They're just going to cruise control and turn it on. And to be quite honest with you, when we talked about it on those playoff shows, they had the Rangers on the ropes if it wasn't for uh, Truba earning his captainship, yeah. knocking out Crosby. So yeah. if it wasn't for that, who, who knows? So um, Pittsburgh makes the playoffs. I don't. I, I don't. They don't even care about it. The, they're probably the only team. Maybe Washington don't care about division. They care about getting in with their veterans and going from there. Uh, let's see. Let's do two teams at, a t- at the same time. We get the Devils and the Hurricanes at the same time because we're running out of time. RP, what are your thoughts on both of these teams, the Hurricanes and the Devils? The Hurricanes still going to be the team to beat in the division. They're just they were a good hockey club. We played them very well. Um, the Devils, the Devils are so far off. <laughs> they just, I mean, even if they're Ten wins better next season. That's only eighty-three points, and we all know ten more wins is it's hard to do. Definitely not a playoff team. Um, I still see them sitting on the bot, you know, the bottom two, bottom three level of, of the division of the Metropolitan Division. Uh, I just don't see a lot out of them. You know, they did just sign Miles Wood, but he's been around a bit, and there's just not a lot of. Scoring on that team, I mean, they were minus 59 in in goal differential, which, which is huge. The only team worse than that was the Flyers that were a minus 87. They, they just don't score a lot of goals. They weren't a good road team in all you know, 11 and 26 and four on the road. Just doesn't matter how good you do at home, though. Their home record wasn't much better. They were 16 and 20. So they're just not a good hockey club right now. Okay. Glenn, what about your thoughts on uh, the Hurricanes and the Devils? Well, I'll, I'll start with the Devils. Um, and I think they've they improved themselves uh, a little bit. Uh, they brought in a couple of veterans like uh, Hala and uh, obviously Andre Palat. Um, you know, Jack Hughes seems to be coming along uh, well and, uh, and, you know, kind of getting up to uh, what his building was when he came in. Um Again, they're not, you know, Nico Heischer, I think maybe if he finally gets over a lot of the injury problems that he's have, he's had, they made him captain, uh, he might be a good player. So I think they're improved uh, as far as their offense goes. Uh, like RP said, they really couldn't score goals. Um, but, you know, I don't think their goaltending is great. I mean, Mackenzie Blackwood is okay. Uh, I, I already covered Vanacek as far as uh, inconsistency with him. Uh, so I don't know that this team, I think they're improved. 
I don't think we're going to be looking at uh, any kind of a, a threat for a playoff spot with them. Uh, they always play us tough, uh, you know, no matter uh, who they have in the lineup. So, um, you know, I think they're improved, but I, and and I'm not a big fan of the coach either. So, um, I don't think there's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I you know I know we got to the finals, uh, uh, but I, I I'm not a big fan of the coach, so I don't think he's really going to be the guy that's uh, still behind the bench when this team starts to uh, uh, get real better. So we'll see what happens with that. Again, I mean, I agree. You look at, I mean, to me, the the, the two teams in the league are, are the Rangers and uh, Carolina. I mean, Carolina is still uh, probably the, the team to beat uh, in the division, like RP said. Uh, they still got a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, talent with uh, – Sebastian Aho, Aho, who I think is fantastic. Uh, they added Max Pacioretty, uh, who I think uh, is going to be out to start this season. Uh, but, uh, you know, he should help them, uh, um, you know, with their offense, Jordan Stoll, Svechnikov, Tara Vinen. I mean, they're still a, a real good uh, offensive team. Even even some of the secondary guys like uh, – um, Natchez and, and Martin Rook and Kotkin uh, You know, you look up and down that lineup, and uh, uh, they've got pretty much uh, as much depth as anybody in, in, uh, in the division for sure, uh, maybe in the league. And, uh, you know, their defense is really good too. They've added Brett Burns. Uh, I don't know how much he's got left, but, uh, you know, they brought him in. Ethan Bear, who, who I think is a, a real good defenseman, uh, to go along with uh, uh, Jacob Slavin, obviously, and uh, uh, Pesci, who I think is a, a pretty solid defenseman. So, uh, you know, and their goaltending again, uh, Freddie Anderson, I've been a fan of his going back to his Anaheim days. Ronta is uh, as good a backup as there is in the league. Uh, so this team is going to be just as tough as they were uh, last year, and they're going to have a chip on their shoulder uh, for getting knocked out because I think they – certainly expected to go to the finals. So this may be one of those teams where, you know, uh, teams that win the cup have to uh, endure a couple of uh, tough playoff losses before they get there. Uh, this team has, has, has passed that test. So uh, I think they're going to be a threat not only in the division, but also uh, uh, to get to the finals. All right. Let me be real quick so we can get you guys some final thoughts on how we can rank the division, but uh, starting with the Devils, uh, I think you said it, Glenn, uh, with Pilat coming over from the Lightning, getting that contract. Now, I don't know if he's going to take the money. And He's always been a computer. I don't think he's going to take the money around yeah. like some thieves yeah. in sports. So I'm not going to put that on him. I think he's going to uh-huh. bring some winning attitude. They'll compete in better, more games this year. Uh, re-signing Jesper Bratt, and I think you said Venetia, I think they're going to play better, adding another, you know, veteran defenseman coming back to the New York area and Brendan Smith. So I think they'll win a little, yeah. few more games. I think they could compete for sure. Enough about them. Carolina's loaded. Listen, I'm going to ask you guys on the final thoughts. This, I mean, this team is, I mean, this team is stacked, dude. Now, losing Trochech to us, we get stronger, they get a little bit weaker, but all those names you, you said, Glenn, they're valid and competitive and good players for that system and Rob Brendan Moore's Carolina Hurricanes. Seth Jarvis, you didn't mention, I, I really think he's going to have a yeah. really going to like yep. it. And I think yep. he's, one of the, it's like, he's one of these guys who um, had a strong season, and in the playoffs, it 
he fizzled out. Credit to us. I think when you have an off season after that season he had, I think he's going to come back and light it up, man. And I, mean, I think Brett, Brett, Brett Burns, he doesn't have to be the lead dog like he was on San Jose all oh. those years. You know, he's just he's just compliment uh, the Slavin, and I mean, arguably their defenseman is I think has enough depth like we do, like, like our team. So you know, you lose Shochetch, but you add uh, uh, Pessy already. You know, you know. The pride of Greenwich, Connecticut, man, this is this is stacked, dude. It, it, I mean, I mean, do they surpass 116 points last year? We, we could talk about it on the final thoughts. But um, let's, matter of fact, let's do that now as we wrap up. And I know we didn't talk about our team because we always talk about our team. It's good to talk about the competition. Glenn, give us your final thoughts, and also in your final thoughts, do you like? Would you like to rank the teams right now on paper, top to bottom, and who's the best through the worst? Or if you want to do the work to the best, however you want to do it, then we go to RP and wrap. Hey, you know what? I, 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 I pulled up the standings from last year. I'm looking at the Metropolitan Division. I mean, I, I'd love to say something controversial or something, you know, that's going to stir up your attention. But go for I'm it. looking at the Metropolitan I, I wish I could. I'm looking at the Metropolitan Division. I think it's going to be the same way it was. I mean, I, I, think, I still think Carolina is the, um, uh, you know, the choice in the division. Um, you know, we're, we're good, but you look down at Carolina roster, and with most teams in the league, whatever line they have out there, their first, second, third, or fourth line, they're going to have the better line out there. Um, and when you uh, when you add in the defense, the goaltending, the coach, who, who I think is one of the better coaches in the league, um, I mean, this team, if they don't have, uh, you know, any injury problems, I don't see how this team is probably not going to win the division again. Uh, and again, I, I think we're the second best team in the division. So uh, I think it's going to be a fight uh, with the, with the Rangers and Carolina again for uh, first place in the division. Again, I think Pittsburgh's got enough that they're not going to have too much of a drop off that's going to affect them. Uh, Washington, I think, and the Islanders, like you say, they're kind of the middle of the pack teams. With I think maybe Columbus sneaking in there too. That you know they may be battling each other. Uh, you know, points-wise throughout the whole season. And I just don't think the Devils or Philly has enough to, to get into that conversation. So, uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I, I, some of it may really depend on what happens with the Atlantic for that last uh, spot in the Metropolitan Division. But uh, I'm looking at the standings now, and I wish I could make a case for some uh, major changes in it. But it, to me, I think we're going to be looking at the same same standings in April that we did this April. All right, Glenn, thank you very much, man. It was fun discussing this division, and we'll get to another division next time. Shout-out to Glenn, man. Glenn and NYR on Twitter. Shout-out to Glenn, man. RP, man, your final thoughts, if you want to, you know, share some light on our blue shirts. We didn't have a lot of time for them, but we always talk about the blue shirts. It's good to talk about the competition. Your final thoughts, and how would you rank the division? You know, I, I agree with Glenn. I think Carolina's the team to beat, and then the Rangers are right there. I was – just because of how off the non-playoff teams from this season were from making the playoffs, I think it's going to be the same eight teams unless someone in the Metropolitan really has an outstanding season. When you're looking over in the Atlantic Division, Buffalo, Detroit, Ottawa, and Montreal were were so far behind. I just don't think they're going to find 10, 11 win difference to even make it a competition. So, I do think, though, that the, the Capitals will have a better season than the Penguins. 
I think that may flip flop. But otherwise, you're probably looking at the same eight teams again. Uh, it, the Metropolitan Division is probably the best division. I said that earlier. The, the competition's great. Every there are no bad games. Even when you play, to the Rangers' standpoint, even when we play the Devils and the Flyers, there's such history there now. Teams could be winless, and it would be a, a one nothing game. So I, I think every game's hard. Every game's a fight. So no one's ever out of it. You just need to win the games you're supposed to win, and you need to win those early season games, as we always say. You can't say in October, November, if you blow a game or you're going a three-game losing streak, which the Rangers didn't do last year, thank God. You can't say, oh, that, that won't hurt them at the end, because you look at the Rangers, that last win of the season gave them home life in the first round. That one more win, those two more points. So every game is important, all 82 games, and it's, it's a huge marathon, so... But I, I think it's going to be the same eight teams making it next season between the, the, the Eastern Conference as a whole. And really quick with the Rangers, you know, a lot to be seen, a lot to be said. It's great to see Trude as the captain. I really want to see how Clyder and Zabanajab play. You know, I look forward to Lafreniere having an incredible season. Kako needs to step up. And the Rangers lost a lot of guys. So it, it, it's going to take them time to – to use that word that we hate so much, to find that chemistry again. Because the Rangers lost a lot of players. And, you know, when you look at the list of players that we no longer have on the route, or it's, uh, for a team that had such a good season, you might go, how are they going to have the same season? You know, you lost Kaffa, Toronto, Strom, Mott, Rooney. Those guys are hard to replace, whoever you bring in. But the Rangers are good at adapting, so um, I'm looking forward to the upcoming season. Shout out to RP. And the thing about that, RP, we had so much of a log jam, even though we technically you're right, we lost players, but a lot of those guys should be ready to come in and contribute right away. You know, Sammy mm-hmm. Blake coming off APL and Cracksoff yeah. is an X factor we've been talking about. He's technically been on the roster, but he's been kind of on and off because of the management situation. Uh, the youth is going to move up in the line. So, yeah, man, I mean, and, and you added Trochet, so I think we all agree he's an upgrade over Strong. I don't see why yeah. the Rangers can't compete for the top spot in the division. I'm not going to – I don't think they're better than Carolina in the regular season, but uh, I'm going to go Canes. There's definitely going to be a little bit changes as far as positioning next year. I think it's going to be Canes, Rangers, Penguins, Islanders, Capitals, Jackets. I think Philadelphia is going to – outlast the devil. There's no way a Tortorella team's going to come in last place. I don't see that. I'll bet, I'll bet money on that. Like, Tortorella's not going to have that. Uh, Philly's not going to compete. It's going to take a while, but they're going to compete to the, to the standpoint they're not going to finish in last. So that's my order for this on paper as of right now until, you know, trade deadlines and things of that nature. But, yeah, man, good episode with uh, Glenn and RP. Uh, and I think uh, – I think we'll be back in two weeks. Let me see. Oh, man. We might have to come back next week because the week after that is the bye week. So maybe we'll come on next week and do something. And uh, maybe we'll, we'll tackle the other Eastern Conference division. Huh? Sounds good. All right. Hey, Shout out to Ranger right? Proud. Give, give him a follow on IG and, of, of course, on Facebook and Twitter and can carry on the conversation. Sandra, so ladies and gentlemen, the blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
bleep bloop, bleep bloop, bleep bloop, bleep bloop, bleep bloop.